0: Welcome to Everything's Totally Fine. I'm Allie Hawk, and I'll be your host this week. Every other Tuesday, we bring you people who share stories about their lives. These aren't just any people, they're the toughest we can find. Join us to hear about the times we pretend everything's totally fine. This week, our guest is an ultra marathoner, and that's a 50K, which is 50,000 meters, I believe. 50 kilometers. Very far. She founded a sportswear company, which you'll hear more about later. She competed in D1 collegiate athletics. I had the pleasure of being on her team. And for running, Jackie was inducted in her high school's Hall of Fame. Jackie lives in Washington State and was there for this interview, so you'll notice that the quality is not quite what it normally is. Every year, Jackie goes up to Alaska to work for a couple months during fishing season, and that's where we'll join her.
1: So, when I was in NACNIC, which NACNIC is literally the middle of nowhere, um, there is probably, I don't know, I, I want to say there's like probably a thousand people there when it's not fishing season. Like, there is nobody there. There's tons of bears, and it's not like Alaska where you think, like, mountains and, like, green and, like, forests and everything like that. It's, like, tundra, flat, gray Alaska, which is also very beautiful, but it rains there all the time. (laughs) So I'm living there consistently for probably a couple months. And, like, I, um, side note, I am, like, the probably one of the only girls my age at the camp. There's mostly men... And if they're not men, then they're women that are probably in their, like, 40s or so. And so, like, I am the only girl my age, pretty much. So everybody at the camp knew who I was. And I was, like, kind of treated like this, like, popular... Everybody knew my name. Everybody would be like, hi, Jackie, how are you doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was, like... The shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is how it feels to be beautiful, I guess. Because that is how I was treated. It's like, wow. Like... This is how beautiful people have it. Um <laughs> so I ended up getting talked into going to the only bar that's in Necknik with my friend Lonnie, who was like this I kinda wanna say like hippie ish woman. She was very interesting. Like everybody who who was there was like really interesting, like just like all people came from weird backgrounds and um I mean we did have like some like school teachers, but there's also like really just weird, like some people come from like prison or, you know, just all different backgrounds that come there for different reasons. And so I was, I was actually in like a nicer part of the camp. Like they had like these actual a building with built in, um, showers and it was like really nice and all the people who worked in the office and everything lived in there. So those people live there
0: and Jackie and Lonnie ended up living in these sort of container things.
1: We had to live in the only other place that they had available to us, which was like these stacked container vans. Like there was basically two containers like stacked on top of each other. Our li- it was like a suite, I guess <laughs> there was like two beds inside, like this super old, like retro carpeting. We're in this like container van with like 50 other women on one floor. We had two showers. It was just a mess. And then Lonnie talks me into going to this bar only bar in, Ke- in knack neck and so we go there and like literally i'm getting like all of these looks from like all of these people she shows up and then does this casual like okay well i'm gonna go to bed and then like leaves and it was like probably maybe 10 o'clock or something and like she did it in a way to like like signal like oh you're gonna be with this guy and so i was like okay like i don't know i'm just gonna hang out here so then i decided like you know what I like it was probably 30 minutes later when I was like feeling super uncomfortable like getting all of these looks and this guy <laughs> looked uh, you know the guy was like being a gentleman and he was like, "Oh, you know, I'll give you a walk home." And so we walk home together on this dirt road in the middle of nowhere and we're kind of talking about I don't know, I think he was like played country music or something and wanted to do that professionally. And so We go back to the place and we're, you know, we finally get there and we're at the container vans. And he's like, Oh, do you want to come up and watch a movie? And granted, I don't think his place was anything nicer than what we were living in, which would be a double room with two people. Do you like to come up? And I was just like, I was looking at him and then he looked at me and then he started leaning in to kiss me. And I was like, Oh, no, no, no. Um, I'm going to go to bed. And I I literally, you know, turned around, walk, walked next door, opened the door, <laughs> and as proudly as I could walked inside.
0: And so did he, he lived nearby?
1: He lived like six feet away from my place. <laughs> His van was six feet away from Yeah, you. and I had to end up like seeing that guy the next day and I, again, we just pretended that... It did not happen, and um, said hi to each other, and then I just kind of looked back down and kept working.
0: <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by. That's right, we have a sponsor. Ur Sportswear. The cool thing about Ur Sportswear is women vote on the look and feel of perspective apparel, and Jackie designed it that way to empower and inspire women to feel confident enough to be active. If you go to ursportswear.com and enter the promo code ETFSHOW, you'll get 10% off your order and free shipping. That's spelled with the letter U and then R and then sportswear. Okay.
1: Okay, so um, for a short while, I was a coach for a track team up north. It's Northern Michigan University. And so I think we were traveling for some kind of, I think it was it was outdoor yeah it was outdoor season outdoor track outdoor track season yeah and my friend Jen Jen was like on the bus for some reason and I don't exactly know why I think she was trying she was gonna go watch and so she was traveling down with us and while we were driving she was like doing my hair and I was talking to her and so Northern Michigan University is in Marquette which is like eight hours from anywhere downstate like it's really far up there so you do take a super long bus ride and so we are stopping like halfway through to get food and we get out of the bus and we're going back into the restaurant or into the restaurant I guess and um as I get off the bus and I look up at the mirror and I see that my hair is in cornrows <laughs> and it looks terrible a little backstory is that while I was in Marquette um, for the summer, I ended up dating this guy that was, like, not somebody that I typically would date. But, I mean, he was a nice guy. I'm kind of like a serial monogamist. Like, I date, started dating him, and we just kind of stayed dating because that's how I am. So she always used to joke about that, and nothing, nothing on him. But uh, he was just not he was very short. And so he was probably as tall as me, maybe a little shorter. So (laughs) she loved that. She thought it was the funniest thing ever. And she would make fun of me for it. Anyways, we're going into this restaurant, like a couple years later. Um, I'm a coach of a women's track team. So I look up and I'm like, Oh, God. And then I get off the bus. And I like walk into the restaurant. And I'm like, one of the last people off because like, I had to make sure everybody was off. And like, you know, we are like, locking up, and we we're going to make sure your stuff's not on the bus, yada, yada, yada. I leave the bus. Everybody's sitting down. I, of course, quickly run into the bathroom and take my hair out of these cornrows. And then I walk back out. But, you know, if your hair is in cornrows and then you take it out of cornrows, it's not like, oh, it's back to normal. It's <laughs> like you have this giant frizzy, like, fro-esque thing on your head. And so... I didn't have a ponytail holder at the time, so I have this, like, giant hair, and I'm walking back to the seat, and then, for some wonderful reason, Jen Jen starts laying into me about Kyle and our relationship and how he was so short. (laughs) so mortified and embarrassed because all of my athletes like all of the girls that I had been coaching and I'm like super strict like I'm not like oh yeah whatever flowers like like I'm like a strict coach (laughs) like they signed a like a a note at the end of the coaching season and said like thank you for coach thank you for being so hard on us all this stuff like that I'm a strict coach and so (laughs) I just get like laid into by my friend Jen Jen about you know, this relationship, and it was just one of the most awkward, horrifying moments of my life. And I'm imagining the girls just being silent. What, yeah. Um,
0: how, how are they reacting to this?
1: I think they were, like, they are like, looking at me, my face, to figure out what they could, should do, and kind of a response. Um, she had graduated from there, so... A lot of the girls knew her and like looked up to her, so like she was kind of like the cool girl and like making fun of me. <laughs> and you're sitting there with your like frizzed, frizzed out, out. post cornrow <laughs> nightmare on
0: top of your head,
1: and just like trying to like pretend it's not there and just yeah. like. Yes, yeah, so you weren't. You didn't address that. Yeah, like, the hair wasn't even talked about. No, no, it wasn't talked about. And that's much more <laughs> horrifying. Of going through a post, like I'm not super open about any relationship I ever have had or had. And so this is like mortifying for me to like tell like a bunch of kids that I coach about a past boyfriend who is very short.
0: <laughs> and I love that you didn't address the hair.
1: Because
0: no. I get that way sometimes if something's really, really embarrassing and I'm like, okay, it's better if we just all pretend like this isn't happening. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, we had this, this dog that we actually ended up buying off of, uh, Craigslist. I decided to buy a dog. So we ended up driving to this, like, really sketchy area. Who's we in this situation? Uh, me and my boyfriend. Okay. The reason they were getting rid of it was because, um, they told us they were pregnant, but I, like, told the lady, like, oh, congratulations, and she kind of, like, gave me this sideways look like, this girl's an idiot. Like, I'm not really (laughs) pregnant. pregnant. Oh, Oh, (laughs) shoot. The dog's super nice. I take it for a walk and it's like nice and it runs a little bit, bites the leash. So we take it home. We get like a little crate and food and we buy it and we take it home. So then. Had you had a dog before? No, this is my first dog. But I had been researching it a ton. Okay, so I got the dog and I brought it home and I was like, oh, I'm so excited because I thought I could run with it. And so it kind of, you know, would bite David. David's my boyfriend a bunch, and, like, was be super aggressive towards him. Like, he has, he has scars now, but he, it would, like, bite him until he bled on his arm. It would get to the point where, like, I literally would be chased into the bathroom and, like, lock myself in the bathroom because, like, it was, like, coming after me and wouldn't stop biting me. It was, like, really intense. <laughs> How long did you live with this attack animal? Um, probably four at least six months like we tr- I tr- okay so I took it to a class too like I signed it up for a class and because that's what they said like maybe it just needs to be trained and and like literally I'd be in the class <laughs> holding the dog and it would be like biting on my arm while the person was talking so I tried to like start like emailing places to like give it to somebody or I tried to give it to um the place that I took it for or ask help from the place that I took it to like get its training and then I like emailed a bunch of shelters and just to see if they had room and like looked for places and like literally as soon as I mentioned that it was like aggressive, they were like, no, we're not gonna take it. Um, well, I don't know what to do. Like I don't know how to train it. And it's being aggressive and it's like literally jumping at people while I'm running and like there's kids down the street and like I was so fearful that it was, like, gonna run out of our house and, like, attack somebody and we were gonna get sued. And I'm like, keep getting like, no, 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 you can't bring it. And then I finally just, like, took it to a shelter and they, the one I picked was, like, literally, (laughs) they had, like, a system for dogs that were, like, trouble dogs, so, like, put it in, put it into the system. Um and as soon as it was like in like it could get like helped and like rehabilitated and so like i brought it to this particular shelter for that reason but <laughs> to get into a program <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um so it was like i like dropped off the dog and they had it for like five minutes maybe and they literally brought it back out and said no we can't take this dog um it's too aggressive At- And And I lived with it for six months. Yes, yes. Being like, I literally have scars on my arm from this dog. (laughs) So I'm like really researching these places, and they're like, you know, we cannot take this dog. It's way too aggressive. And at that point, we're kind of like, we were kind of like lying, saying, like, oh no, it's just, you know, it's a puppy and (laughs) it's, you know, to the places because they wanted to take Because I knew once it got into the quote unquote system that it would be taken care of. So then the second time, we take it to another shelter that's, like, really far out in the boondocks. But, again, same situation. Like, once we got it in, there was the ability for it to, like, kind of get taken care of, learn, you know, how to get interact. And so we brought it in. And, like, we were – Dave and I were just, like, sitting, you know, waiting. Like, waiting to see if they were, like, no, we can't take it. And we are just, like, sitting there, like, really stressed out, just, like, acting, like, cool. Like, you know, this dog's fine. and um. You were like pretending to be super pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I like really, really wanted to be like, like truthful about it. But I also didn't want them to catch it that it was really aggressive because I didn't know what to do.
0: And could you have ever guessed you'd done all that research to try to get a dog, and then here you are? Yes, like, and I'm.
1: Six and it's like so,
0: yeah, I'm so. Spending cute. minutes of your life waiting in this lobby of this dog rehab program. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah I, I mean I can laugh about it now but I was super depressed about it and so I had to like stand there and like feel super judged too because people are dropping dogs off and cats off and so finally they're like uh yeah so like we literally dropped it off and like got out of there as quickly as possible because we like did not want them to like have it and be like no we can't take it and the person that like literally walked up after us was like oh we just found this cat and they were like oh okay I'm like Why didn't we say that? Like, I'm just trying to do the right thing and give them all this background information when I should have just been like, I found this dog. (laughs) Fine. Your arms are just covered in scars. Yes. Cut to three months later, I have to say that I did look for another dog. And I feel really bad. But okay, so then we go down to. La Center, which is, like, we were looking for Seattle dogs, and La Center is, like, almost to Portland, so it's, like, probably two hours away, and we drive down, like, my, okay, so this time it's my sister and myself, she's in town, I, like, have this, like, need to, like, this puppy craze, like, I need to have a dog, like, it's just the weirdest thing, and so I drive down with her, and this is, like, in the middle of nowhere like the boondocks like there's country there's like chickens crossing the road and it's like chickens but they're not like farmhouses it's kind of like trailers ish area and we go to this place and the guy comes out who is clearly stoned with his daughter his daughter's not stoned like,
0: okay <laughs> good, good uh,
1: and his wife come out and we we see the dog. Okay, and this is a chihuahua. Like, so it's like really low maintenance. Like, there's I'm not. There's no way I'm gonna run with this dog. But it's very very cute. And so, we go there. I see the dog. I meet them. My sister like knows about like what kind of personality or dogality or whatever you call that you're looking for. And so she you know interacts with them. And she says okay like they she seems nice because I wanted a girl. And so I pick her out and I like I'm like oh so excited. And I hold her. And then we're like, lit, I agree to purchase this dog and I am driving away. Like, we're going to go get money. They're going to follow us in their car and we're going to hold the dog and like go to an ATM basically. Because I never want to show up to a place that I don't know with money because <laughs> that just sounds like a bad idea. So I'm holding this dog and we're driving away. And then I like literally freak out. I'm like, I can't have this dog. I can't have it. It's, I have to give it back. Having all of these flashbacks to Kenai, which is another dog's name and like, thinking about like how i can't handle it and all these people when i was talking to them they were telling me like you probably can't handle a dog so i have this on my head and i'm like i have to give this dog back and so i literally get to the atm pull in and hand the dog back to the people and just say um i well we have to go to portland and visit a friend and like we can't take the dog with us and then I literally just get back into the car with my sister and we drive away and leave the people with the dog at the ATM <laughs> and drive to Portland <laughs> and like, um, the, okay, so the whole time I'm in Portland, because I was visiting a friend, I'm thinking, you know, I really want that dog, I really want that dog, like I think I just like, like, for, like I just got cold feet, like I'm, I'm fine. And so, like, I could not stop thinking about that puppy. Like, I just, I loved her. And, like, I was just, like, thinking about her over and over again. And so we go, and I'm just, like, it's just, like, the most awkward experience. So <laughs> I, I we go back to La Center and back to the farmhouse. And <laughs> we meet up with these people in the one of the most awkward situations ever. And I just play it cool. Like, it didn't, you know, like oh, that's what I was going to do the whole time. And, like, going into this, my sister had said, like, I'm fine with going with you. Just know this is going to be really awkward. And so (laughs) we show up and we have the money this time, and I, like, just do the exchange and, like, grab the dog. And at this point, I knew, like, I really wanted this dog. So then we get in the car, and I withstand that really uncomfortable interaction with another human being. And then we like drive away with like this awesome dog (laughs) and it's and it's your dog now it's my dog now yeah she's right over there (laughs) her Um,
0: name is monkey (laughs) and monkey doesn't know that you would given her outside of an atm
1: yeah (laughs) but she did poop pee and puke on me on the way home so she got she got me back
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's our show Special thanks this week to UR Sportswear. Again, go to ursportswear.com, and when you check out using the promo code ETFSHOW, you'll get 10% off your order plus free shipping. Per usual, thanks to Danny Janino, our composer, and our artwork is by Jen Hamilton. Thanks for listening.